um, you, you, um, when I look at you right away, I think I recognize you, but I'm wondering if it's because you kind of look like uh, Jolie Gentry a little bit. Do you know who that is? I don't, but you and I have never spoken, but we've been next to each other. Oh man, you look so familiar. <laughs> okay, uh, Caleb, uh, meet Laura. Laura, Caleb. Lauren. Lauren's. Yes, Lauren. 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 Very important. Lauren Connor. Yes. Lauren Connor. Lauren, just regular Lauren. Lauren, just regular Lauren. Not Lauren Connor. Lauren formerly, Connor. Formerly Laura Lewis. Lauren Lewis. The, the Lauren. I'm saying it right. I'm saying it wrong. Lauren, just Lauren. 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 Yeah. Lauren. Lauren. Her new names were so hard. Lauren. Savon. Where were we standing next to each other? Um, regionals, 2018. You were looking super sad. Oh man. Oh, was I not filming? You were not filming. I thought that was so weird. You're just kind of standing around in the back in the warm up area. Oh yeah, that's a sad Savon. I. You were so sad. Man, I, I was pr- probably pouting. I knew something was up. Uh, what 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 um what regionals was it? Uh, northeast. Is that Albany? Yeah. Oh, I was filming there. Maybe. Hmm. Were you? I didn't yeah. see you with the camera. I thought it was weird. You didn't have a camera. I think maybe that was maybe my last year, or maybe it wasn't. It was like months before they announced that basically the games were. Oh yeah. The I, then I wasn't filming. Yeah, I was sad. Boy, that yeah. was a horrible time for me. Yeah. I mean, not horrible relative to, like, I don't live in the Ukraine. <laughs> um, could, uh, could you pull up a picture of Jolie Gentry? Jolie Gentry won the CrossFit Games in 2007. And she is now a, and, and, and she was, I think, on the, I want to say on the Newark Police Department. I did a ride along with her once. Yeah. And now she is, I think she's been a cop for 20 years. She has some pretty senior position. And she was on the SWAT team. She was cool. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a compliment. I used to be a police officer, also. You did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Let me see. Yeah. Can you see a resemblance? I, mean, I think it's your eyes. Uh, that one. That one doesn't really show it. You know who I've also gotten? Christy Atkins. Oh, I don't see that. Do you see that? Uh, I don't. I don't know. All right. Hi, thanks for coming on. Hello. Uh, CrossFit ARX. ARCs. ARCs. That's what you guys go. What does ARX stand for? It's a, it's like a stronghold. It's supposed to be like if um, a competing town, city, village comes in and takes tries to take over the town, it would be like the last thing standing, like capture the flag. So oh, like yeah. The, so the ARCs is the last thing standing. Is it an old term from like? It's Latin. Latin. And it's from like medieval times? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Who came up with that? I did. My husband and I were, um, we actually wanted to start with Vincere. When we applied for our licensing with CrossFit. We uh, we submitted Vincere because I used to, so um, I used to run track and cross country and I hated cross country. It was like a necessary evil. So I used to write Vincere Aut More on my cross country spike. So we took Vincere, which means conquer. And um, and uh, cross country is a necessary evil to keep you in shape during the off season for track. Yeah, I was an eight hundred meter runner, so it's mm-hmm. like I needed the base. But um, 
uh, 3.1 miles. I'm built a little bit differently than most distance runners. So it was hard. Um, it, does that ever go the other way? So you were, colleg- you were a collegiate um, uh, track and field runner. Right. And a good one. I guess so. 400, 800, 1200 and uh, relay. Yeah. And I did uh, some of the mile too. Crazy. And uh, three colleges, like you just, just kept getting promoted, right? Two. Well, no, not exactly. So when I was first looking at schools, like I said, my body is just a very different body type. So when I was first looking at school, what does that mean? You're a dwarf? No, I'm jacked. You're a giant. Oh, you're jacked. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Genetically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, when I was looking at schools, I was looking at other 800 meter runners that were sort of built like me that have had success. So this girl named Ada at Iowa State that had uh, run and she had run pretty fast and she was also a beefier kind of girl. And I mean that like she had muscle on her. So I, we thought, uh, well, the coach there hasn't gotten her hurt. So let's try that out. But it ended up not being intense enough for me. Oh, the training. Yeah, we had like uh, we played ultimate frisbee on Wednesdays, and we had off on the weekends, and that was so wild to me. Like I came from high school, getting up at three o'clock in the morning to drive to a pool to swim to get an extra training before going to school, and then doing all my track work, and then going home. So to go into a program where we had played ultimate frisbee on Wednesdays and uh, off on the weekends was just wild to me. Um, can you throw a frisbee? Uh, no. What did you say? What did you say, Caleb? Hold on. Here we have a nice dig at the U.S. military. Go ahead. It sounds like the Air Force. <laughs> uh, can you throw a frisbee? Um, I guess. Um, my husband loves ultimate frisbee, so we played a lot of that. Yeah, frisbee's fun. Well, if you guys go to the frisbee beach, golf. Oh, frisbee! You play frisbee golf or ultimate frisbee? I have played both. I've played ultimate frisbee in Arkansas. Just they have really cool courses there. Yeah, I'm not a, fr- a huge frisbee golf fan. I don't really like the feel of those discs, but but just playing catch on the beach is awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm I think I think I was a Labrador in a previous life. <laughs> so you went from Iowa State then to Arkansas. Yeah, and 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 there uh, and and that was a, a really good team. Then you were surrounded by just savages. Yeah, the way I explain it is like if you think of the best football legacy college team that is track and field. Um, at the University of Arkansas. And, and, and t- t- tell me some of the accolades. How good were they? Like, what were some of the things you guys did? They just want, have won like 40-something. It might even be into the 50s at this point, national titles. And, and track and field is um, the running, the throwing, that the, the javelin, the pole vault, the long jump, the triple jump. Yeah, and they're good at hurdles. everything. Like, they're, they're known for their pole vaulters, too. Um, boys and girls? Yeah, boys and girls are both solid. Uh, and, and how did that program impact you? Did that change your life over there? Were you like, wow, this is, this is it. Um, I guess it, from a standpoint of like, I gave it all I've got. Like I, I went to the, I still never, I don't know if I'd ever accomplish anything where I'd be like happy with myself where I'd be like, good job. Like I'd always want just something better. So that part is hard. What ethnicity are you? Um, well, if you ask my grandma, we're French Indian, mm-hmm. but everyone in our family laughs at that. Um, you are very unique uh, looking, like very, very unique looking. I could see something like that, French Indian. Why do they laugh at that? Because they just think my grandma just makes that stuff up. Like they'll tell me that I got all my speed because my great grandfather was a horse thief, oh. things like that. You know, oh, family yeah, yeah I like it. 
And, and, and but you, you you don't know what ethnicity you are then? A lot of Irish. Um, my father's last name is Pinzino, so you got some Italian in there too. Um, any 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 reason why you would think you were so jacked? Why why your physique is the way it is? Like, were you always like? You're just saying naturally at a young age. You if if you gave yourself stimulus, your body responded. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, you can't give mom. anyone credit. You're not Armenian. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, my mom was always kind of jacked too. She's actually working out in the gym right now. She's in Twelve Days of Christmas. Um, that was the thing. Do you know who you know who Brooke Entz is, right? Yes. And did you have you ever seen her mom? Uh, I think on like Instagram. Yeah, her mom is jacked. Yeah. Just like not like just naturally. And so I I always tripped on the fact you know there would be accusations about her like taking drugs and shit and I'm like dude like unless her mom's on drugs too like. I don't, I don't think so. Like they are, they look like genetic freaks. Yeah. And then, and then even people like Dan Bailey, like I saw him pictures of him in high school. He was already had, had muscle on top of muscle. That's your mom. Oh no, no. That's his mom. Yeah. And dude, she's probably, she's probably pushing 60 there. Yeah. It's crazy. That's cool. Is that an old post? That is so cool. Brooke did that. Oh, and that's her sister. You can see the resemblance. That's cool. Um, do you own two gyms, Lauren? Yeah, yeah. We just opened our second gym last October. Why? Um, I just felt like the area could use it. Um, that's kind of where I'm from. It's right next to the high school I went to. Like, like, throw things at it. And and how far apart are they? Uh, thirty minutes. And how many months did you say it's been open? Just over a year. We just hit a year. Wow. And um, are you glad you did it? Yeah, I am. I um, of course, I like challenges. So. And and so a second gym is is a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. A lot of people have told me um to close it. A lot of people have told me like if you don't want to be stressed out, you don't want problems, then just close the gym. But I find I would just create other problems probably. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'd find new things for my brain to solve and find solutions for. So do you have kids? Four. Holy cow. Yeah. How old are your kids? Um, ten, six, three, and one will be two. The youngest will be two in February. Oh my goodness. And and your um your ten year old, you had, and then four months later you competed at regionals. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, you really do like challenges. Yeah. Well, that kind of came as a surprise. I remember doing the first workout of that open and not believing how I finished. It was the um the snatches and the burpee to target, and the snatches got heavier. And I only did it once because I had no expectations. And my mom had bought us for Christmas, like a show, a dinner and a show in the city, New York City. So we were in New York and we stopped by Reebok Fifth Ave. And one of the girls there was saying how she was um, redoing the workout. And my husband always brags and he's always so proud. And he was like, oh, she got, I don't even remember what my score was. And I remember her like looking me up and down because I'm like, kind of like I had just had a baby. I didn't like look like I might get that score and I didn't know that it was good or not and she just I remember her looking at me like you got that and I was just like yeah I don't know and then we went out to dinner and I was like oh the score is holding I kind of wish I redid it and just like did it even better but I guess I didn't have to 
Yeah, that's crazy. How did your body respond to that? For, you know, when my wife had twins, she didn't leave the house for three months. She had the twins, and I'm with no exaggeration. She didn't step outside once. Well, I kind of had to. I had to get back into the gym. There wasn't another coach. Right. Wow. And, and your body responded well to that. I guess. <laughs> how, old, how old were you when you had that baby? Uh, 26, 27, something like that. Did you always know you were going to have a, a lot of kids? Did you want kids? No, actually. So um, our son was a surprise. We were engaged. We had just gotten engaged. Um, I had just gone and gotten my L1. I had just picked out my wedding dress. Um, and um, in Dallas, I, I think uh, Zach Forrest was there. Sheree Chan. It was awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Those are good people. And um, we found out we were pregnant um, in February. And it was a big surprise and the open was coming. And I remember like, I'm crying. Cause like, I, like, I didn't expect this. I remember talking about like, um, I think I have to throw away my red high heels. Like that was the thing. Like, uh -huh. I don't think moms have red high heels. I think I have to throw them away. Uh, my husband's getting ready to go to the open. I'm like, you're going without me. Doesn't the whole world stop? Like what is supposed to happen? And then um, I met my son, and it's just been absolutely amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it crazy? Um, when you say it was a surprise, meaning you guys hadn't talked about having kids, you thought you were being safe, or right. yeah, we thought we were being safe. Um, we were our plan, our grand plan. We we're both police officers at the time. We wanted to move back to New Jersey. We were in Arkansas. We thought that um, we'd open a gym in New Jersey. I would be around my family. We'd have like a two year long engagement. That's the perfect time to find a house to live in. Um, he would have to find a department to get picked up by, you know, all these plans. And then uh, there are other plans. You're both police officers. Yes. Is that how you met? Yes, but not how probably you would expect. Uh, can I hear the story? Oh, absolutely. We met on a traffic stop. Was one of you pulling someone else over? One of us was pulling someone else over. So he was pulling somebody else over. And actually, it was right outside the city I worked in. So I, my city was inside his county. And that's in and New Jersey? In Arkansas. Ar oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So he um, makes a makes a traffic stop and there's something dangerous about it and i was my apartment building was nearby and i normally always bring my lunch and the guys had talked me into going out to lunch that day and i would purposely leave my wallet at home so i ate what i packed and i was like all right i'll i'll go home and grab my wallet we'll all go out to eat so i'm at my apartment complex grabbing my wallet and the call goes out and I know that I'm closer than the guy that got assigned to it. So I just pipe up. I'll go take it. And um, I pulled up. And I remember, like, it's so cheesy, but I remember, like, seeing the back of his head and knowing I was going to marry him. Wow. And that's, like, a very weird thing for me. And then he, like, he turned around. He was finishing up with everything. And, like, just the look on his face, he was just, like, we joke around like he expected like this overweight like male to get out of the car and he turned around and he saw me. He was acting like so silly. He and couldn't hide he couldn't hide his 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 how pleased he was that it was you and not right uh, the, the the guy with the donut. Right, right. No matter how much he likes donuts, he was still happy it was me. Um that's a trip. Um were you were you dating anyone at the time? No. And is um what is it weird being an attractive uh, a female in a what I'm guessing is that there's mostly dudes uh in your department? 
No, I don't. I mean, I guess, but I think it's such the stereotype that like, oh, you're the one female that I think that it was just so like an obvious thing and you just stayed away from it. Yeah. Um, it's a trip. Maybe I'm projecting, but I don't think I'm not. Anytime you're in a situation like that where there's, let's say, two females and 10 guys, the I think the vast majority of guys are trying to ignore the female. Yeah. For no other reason, but they don't want to make her feel awkward. They don't want to be that guy. Um, it, it, it really is just like that because everything in them as a man is there's a female there. Right. Like, and so it, it's, it's like, um, it would be impossible for any man to turn that off. That's why we put these crazy expectations on society to go against our natural, um, inclinations. And so when they're like, if I was somewhere like that, like if I was, let's say I was standing around with 10 camera guys and there was a girl there and she was a pretty girl and she was a fit girl, I would do everything in my power not to, um, I would have to, I have to, would have to consciously make sure that I didn't recognize her as a woman. Right. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's a trip. And yet it's not, it's, um, it's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of, maybe it's the way I was raised. It's kind of just the appropriate thing to do. I don't know. It, it could, that could be a whole fucking show, but it was obviously like that. They try to maybe treat, they just try to treat you like one of the guys you're saying, the, the vast majority of the guys. Yeah, I think so. And then I think I went out of my way to be treated like a guy too what, what does that mean like what would like i don't know i think it's just like um just always presenting as like tough maybe and i remember like doing ride-alongs with because obviously there's a training period i get after you get out of the academy i'm riding with men married men and i just remember like make they were like on the phone with their wives and like and i felt bad i didn't want their wives to feel like any kind of way but i like what am i going to call them and tell them like right right Hey, don't worry about it. Right. That would be weird. <laughs> um, uh, but but when you when you say you'd put on maybe a tough veneer, but you are tough already, right? I mean, you already growing up, obviously you, you didn't uh, avoid discomfort. Yeah, I, I think so. Um also I'm from your favorite state. Yeah, New Jersey. New, New Jersey. Jersey. It's where my wife was born. <laughs> so I think um when you're raised here, it's just different. I think especially as a female. In Jersey? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I I don't know because I'm, I think I'm still learning what it means, but I just know like, even when I was in Iowa, when I was in Arkansas, it would always be, Oh, she's from Jersey. And there was just kind of like this attitude that would go with it and this expectation of how I was. I definitely think I filled that out a little bit too. There's this, um, you know how, um, when you think of California, you might think of like Valley girls or like they have this, they, people talk like this. And there's just that, like that stereotype and in, in the way people are the stereotype for Jersey. For me, when I think of women from Jersey, I think of women from Jersey is the kind of women who try to get their, their husbands in fights. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. if some guy were to look at them wrong, she'd be like, he looked at me wrong. Go fuck him up. I think I was trying to get in the fights. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, you clearly don't fit that, uh, that stereotype. And I know, I know I, I use it just playfully. I'm not saying that I think it's like carp, you know, just everyone like that. But when I think of like, I never saw that show Jersey shores, but when I would even see the previews for it, I'm like, yep, that's, that's kind of, that's where our gym is too. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are there some like, or, or were Laverne and Shirley from New Jersey? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. That's before. How old are you now? You're 30, 37. Oh yeah. That's way before your time. All right. 
Um, so born and raised in Arkansas, are you country girl? No, born and raised in New Jersey. Oh. Ended up transferring. I'm so I went confused. to okay. I went to Iowa State, got recruited okay. out there, okay. transferred to Arkansas. Okay. Met my husband. He's born and raised there. So when you finished school there, you didn't leave? No, I didn't. I thought I wanted to go into the FBI. <laughs> so I thought I would continue my education. I had a roommate whose father was with the FBI. And so I thought I needed to continue my education. I got a job as a police officer thinking that that would also help down that path. I was very interested in motivations, especially like abnormal um, motivations. So seemed interesting to me. And I started down that path. And then we came, I met my husband. And the second I met my husband, I uh, didn't want to be traveling and being put in this place or that place anymore. I had... Um, did done an interview with the uh, with border patrol before I met him also. So I had like was checking out a few different things, but then once I met him, um my goals sort of changed. And then we were actually home. Well, we were in New Jersey. We took him home for a visit and we were dropping in gyms and I could not find a gym that like just did the job like explaining CrossFit and teaching CrossFit and the message of CrossFit, like where I learned it. Um, I learned CrossFit at CrossFit and um, NWA, Northwest Arkansas with Lee Kelly. He was like one of the first 50 or 60 CrossFits that opened. And it's so old school. And, and I thought that would be everywhere. You just like everyone teaches it like this. Everyone believes in these things. And then we started dropping in gyms um, in this area. And I just couldn't find that. So I just decided to make it. Um, and, uh, is your husband still a police officer? He is. Yeah. So he was a police officer in, uh, Arkansas, where in Arkansas, what city? He was a Washington County police officer and I was a Springdale police officer. That's um, right outside of Fayetteville. Uh, going back to, um, uh, when you saw him for the first time. So you weren't, you, you didn't have a boyfriend at the time and you weren't looking for a boyfriend. No, mm -mm. Before you just, saw, you just saw the back of his head. Yeah, the back of his head was it. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. I I consider myself <laughs> sort of like a a body connoisseur. I just love bodies, and I, I've been neglecting the back of the head. <laughs> I've complete. I've completely. I, I I feel like I'm not even an expert. I've completely been neglecting the back of the head. I never make any comments about the back of someone's head. Every other body part. It's disappointing. Uh, Your name's not Yvonne. <laughs> so um then he turns around and um how do how do you guys stay in contact did you ask, so, he ask for his phone number or he starts to pull away and then he turns around and pulls back and he gives wow me his, he gives me his card yeah <laughs> why did she oh he saw the back of her head in that skit yeah Yo, boy. Where your boyfriend at? Is he getting you refreshments? Is he tall? Is he getting you Mike and Ike's? Are you like Mike and Ike's? Is he? <laughs> Good job, Caleb. <laughs> I don't know if that was successful, but it like wasn't. It. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's good. It's good. It's valid. valid. You take get an A for effort. Um. So okay. So he turns around. Right, and he gives me his card. I and you kind of do it. the cop thing where you guys are like this. Yes, yeah. The windows mm -hmm. down. One's, yeah. one's facing one way, one's the other way, and um, he gives me his card. But it was really confusing because it was his like work number, 
So I was like, I'm reading this all wrong. And I guess he says I friend requested him right away. I think I waited a few days, but okay. And he said he was so intimidated because of how many friends I had on Facebook. He was like, oh, this girl's too cool for me is what he says. And um, he didn't contact me at all on there. And I had his uh, work phone number. So I actually went <laughs> back to the PD and I was just like asking the guys, I was like, does, did I read this wrong? Like, does he even like girls? Like, what did I like? Fair question. Fair question. And um, he, he ended up, I put up like a New Year's, New Year's Eve uh, picture from when I was back home. And he wrote like in the middle of the day, he wrote something cheesy. Like, is that picture from right now? And I was like, no, it's from tomorrow. And then it was just on from there. Wow. And um, you're not a police officer anymore. I am not. Okay. So um, you're g going back. So you're, you're born in Jersey. And uh, do you have siblings? I have a brother, yeah. And uh, did he get into sports? He is still playing volleyball. He's 11 years younger than me. So he's a half-brother. I have a, another a older half-brother and an older – no, a younger half-sister. I don't know my sister that much. So four of you all together. But, but you, so you're the only baby your mom had. My mom had um, an, a boy as well. He's okay. the one that's 11 years younger than me. So you're the only baby your dad had? He had, no, I don't even know. I think he had three. But with a different mom? With three different. Wow. Yeah. Now the Jersey story's filling in nicely. Right, right, and, yeah, right. but now the Jersey. And then um, who put you in sports? My I mom. Think I, she did. Yeah, she was a single mom. And, and and why did you why did you embrace sports? I have a theory. Hmm. Um, I don't. My mom just put me in them. I know swimming was like one of the first things I did. I don't think I was very good at it, although my family made me feel like I was good at it. And then I started playing soccer, and I was very aggressive in soccer, so I was getting a lot of praise. I think playing soccer. And, um. And and was there a thing there that there was um mom working so many kids so many mates that you felt like maybe sports was a way to get attention to get uh out, out of that life or no um i don't know my mom was working a lot but like uh the only person i really remember I th she dated a few people but then my stepdad came into the picture in like third grade so from like third grade on it was just him but um, I don't know. I think my mom grew up with sports, too. My grandmother still teaches swimming lessons to this day. So the French were, Indian lady. The French yes, Indian lady. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yes. So she, um, she, they're all swimmers, divers, gymnasts. My mom went to school, and she swam, dove, and did gymnastics. Okay. So, so you're into sports, and somewhere in high school, you pick up track and field and cross country? Yeah, I started running just to keep in, in shape for soccer. And then, and then you were good enough at it that you started applying to colleges to try to go uh, uh, as a track athlete. Yeah, yeah. Did you get a scholarship? Oh, yeah. And, and oh, had you started going? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and did you, did you, had you started going to the gym at that point? Well, actually, when I was at Arkansas, so when I was at Iowa State, I learned a little bit about hand cleaning. Looking back, I was doing it completely wrong. We did a lot of like, um, we did GHDs, but we did back extension on the GHD machine. Um, but then once I was in Arkansas, I was told that when I smell a weight room, I gain weight. So um, they had me doing more like pull-ups 
sit-ups, just stuff like that. And could you do a pull-up the first time you tried to do a pull-up? No, no, no. It's really wild. Like I wonder if I knew everything I knew now about strengthening different parts of my body, my midline, uh, really eating though, if I knew like paleo, just something simple like paleo, I just wonder how different my career would have been. Meaning uh, if you would have started strength training, uh, something like CrossFit in high school and someone told you about nutrition, right? how much that would have changed your trajectory. Right. Yeah. Um, in the, in the positive way, in the positive way, because like, I remember we're not allowed to talk about weight. The coach is not allowed to talk about weight with us. So he would say things to me like, what do you think your fighting weight is? And, um, I, I think it's actually hurtful that we can't talk about weight. Cause I don't know what he meant by that. I would just have to interpret it. However I did, which is going to be, Oh, I'm overweight. And so I would do crazy things like not eat on a Sunday because I didn't run on a Sunday. So I just thought like, oh, I guess I just take in less calories than I put out. That's how you lose weight. And I wish that I knew how much damage I was doing because I was also not sleeping and not I'm running. Like I got to the point where I could fall asleep on a run, like running six something mile pace for 11 miles. Like I'd be in a pack. So I would just follow that rhythm and I would be like asleep running. For real? Yes. For real. Yeah. That would happen to you too, Caleb. Yeah. When I was in basic training, you're just like snoring. And And then, and when do you wake up? Um, I don't know. It wasn't like, a, like down. it wasn't like a half hour like nap, but I would fall asleep running. Wow. Um, and, and uh, go, going back to this eating thing. Recently, I heard someone say, I can't remember which where I heard it, but I thought it was really an interesting thing, and I think I agree with it. When you compete at the, when you compete at a CrossFit event. You ideally want to be as absolutely as light as you can be without hurting your performance. Like basically that's the time to get down as lean as you could be. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Um, But when you do it the wrong way, like I was at 23% body fat. I will have like when I've had a baby and just a few weeks later eating paleo and working out, I will be at 13% body fat. Just ah. So when I was starving myself and working out too much, then I ended up holding on to more fat and not being as in shape. Because you were eating the wrong foods. I just, I wasn't eating. You weren't eating. Right. So explain that to me, how you would have 23% body fat, not eating and with crazy vigorous training, uh, collegiate level, uh, uh, track training, but eating and competing at the highest levels in CrossFit and being 13%. Well, from what I understand, the way that I understand it is that my body was holding on to the wrong things because it, you know, was starving and didn't know when it would eat again. And I was burning the wrong things. But I, when I say I wasn't eating, like I, I, I don't know, like I never had an eating disorder. Like I couldn't clinically be diagnosed as having eating disorder, but I was hungry all the time. And I was always thinking about what I was eating and I was making sure, like, like I said, like it is weird to not eat on a Sunday just because you're not running. 
Right. Or like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me, I put like frozen yogurt, like I would take yogurt, not frozen yogurt, but take yogurt that like that low calorie, like there's like 60 calories of like space juice in this. Like, I don't even know what it's made of. And I'd put <sighs> it in the freezer because then I would eat it slower. Like those things are weird. Yeah. 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 And and how did, how did who taught you that, that that wasn't the way to go? How'd you learn that? Just from being in the community, CrossFit community? Yeah, just from CrossFit. Little mm-hmm. bits here, little yep. bits there. Yep. And so, um, so and you they fin- had nutritionists for us. They did. And yeah, th- and they, but, but they didn't know. No. Mm-mm. What did you weigh um, in college when you graduated your senior year? One twenty something, one thirty something, something like that. And how I tall are you? Five seven. And 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 what do you weigh now? One sixty. Wow. Wow. And and you feel, do you feel better now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I like, I always, you were to compete. How much would you weigh this? You would, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like start, like you wouldn't lose five pounds before you went into competition. I don't think so because I would just, I I might be a different five pounds. Like Uh I don't right now I've been so busy. Um, that I don't get to work out as much as I would like to, especially with the open coming up. Cause I know I'm going to end up doing it. I'm going to be upset um, because I'll always be competitive, but I think that I would be like a, it would just be a different one sixty. Gotcha. So, so basically if you knew you were going to compete, you might change your diet and, and over the next four months, p- start putting on a little bit of muscle. Um, so I'm eating, I would eat the same right now. I'm like, so Having four kids, having two gyms, trying to keep my house in order, trying to be a good wife. Like, it's like I have um, these dials and I have to like dial one thing in at a time. So over the last, my youngest is, is about to turn two. So it took like a year, a year and a half for me to like sleep right. Right. Then the next thing was starting to eat right. So now I'm like getting like my macros and everything in order. I did have to eat... Um, I believe in paleo so much, but I wasn't able to, I wasn't feeling like I had energy. So I'm sorry. Tell me what paleo is. So that is meats, fruits, nuts, and seeds. Okay. And, but I found that I've been having to add some like oatmeal, um, things like that and to have energy. So I'm still playing with that. But then I like, I noticed I got sick once I start adding those things into my diet and I don't like that. So um, anyway, everything's like a dial. Then the next thing is like, I've been trying to get my workouts in. Okay. So now I'm working out like two times a week then three times a week. And then something will happen. I'm back to once a week. Like my kids will get sick or something will pop up with one of the gyms or um, a coach is sick, something like that. So it's like this like constant like tuning of everything. I find it so hard to believe that you've ever worked out just once in a week. (laughs) Well, I've gotten my, my husband tries to help me out a lot because I have to do everything perfectly. So if I have a training program, I want to do all of it or I want to do none of it. Right. So he tries okay. to help me out like the other night. I it's it's been a few days since I worked out just because of things happening. And he was like, when I get home from work, just go into the garage. And and that is so hard for me. It sounds so stupid. And but I can't do like a full prescribed workout. So it's, it's actually like a little bit of freeing because I went in there and I just like sat on the rower and I'm looking around at what we have. and I just made something up in my head yeah. and, and I went for it. Yeah. He, you do have a, you, it sounds like you have a great husband. That's how me and my wife do it too. 
hey, I got this if you want to go work out. Like you got to like, you got to serve that up as much as you can, right? Yeah. But then it's hard because I told him when I was done, he was like, why don't you go do more? And I'm like, I I don't really want to take advantage of you. You just got home from work. We have four kids. Yeah. Four is crazy. It's bedtime. They're screaming. Like, I don't like, I'm good. He got it. Don't worry. (laughs) He got it. Uh, Austin Hartman. um, I'm convinced that 100% of collegiate athletes have eating disorders. It's crazy. These athletic programs have more than enough resources to prevent that. I don't think they know how to prevent it. They just don't hire like nutritionists. They're just like, here's a bunch of food, eat it. Uh, yeah. What do, what do you think about that? What do you think about that comment, Lauren? Well, I think first we'd have to, nutrition's and, and, hard because no one can agree on it. Right. Right. So who do you, who do you bring in? There's just something that has been, that's a great point. There's just something that's been done. It's just a common story. I don't want to say, go as strong as to say eating disorders, but it's just a common story whenever we have collegiate athletes on here and you dig into like the eating thing in college, it's just a fucking mess. But maybe it's also supposed to be like that. Maybe it's like, hey, you're going, all those people, boys and girls are going through puberty. Their bodies are changing. They're trying to figure out what their fuel is and yet they're demanding more from their body than they ever have or will in their life. What if it's part of the game, though? What if it's like the people who figure it out and fuel their bodies right, they win. And the people who have the talent ah. but can't figure out that piece, they lose. Right. So keep it a secret. Well, I don't know about keep it a secret, <laughs> but what if it's like, what if it's just part of it? Dude, I, 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 uh, it's not lost on me that the nicest bodies win the CrossFit games. It, I mean, it, I, I hate to judge a book by its cover, but it's like you can't you can't look at a Tesla and a Ferrari and be like, well, the Ferrari's prettier and it's going to win because we all know Teslas are fast as shit. But it but it does work like that in humans, right? You're kind of right, and it always looks that those people who have those nice bodies are eating right. Yeah, with with the exception of Matt Fraser, <laughs> not nice, Sebi. No, he has a beautiful body. It's just it's he has a beautiful body. It's just a Tesla. It's got a lot of it's smooth. It's not, it's not a uh, Ferrari. You didn't even crack a smile at that, Caleb. You're not even listening. You didn't hear my. <laughs> I was listening. Sorry. Uh, so then you, I wish Matt was here. He would have loved that. Sousa. Um, so then, okay. So you, so you get out of college and, and when do you, and, and you've, and you've done some, you did some training, Olympic lifting at Iowa state you, yeah. as you look, as you look back, you weren't doing it necessarily correctly. Um, then in Arkansas, you start, you still continue to do some, you saw the GHD, but you did back extensions on it. And yeah. when does CrossFit come into your uh, world? Um, so, oh man, at the police Academy was the first time I ever had a corn dog and I gained, because that's like eating like shit. Like you, you didn't oh. do that. It was so <laughs> disgusting. Like, Please they, tell me you dipped it in mustard. I don't know. I, oh. I, well, I know it came in like a styrofoam cup. Like it was just so classy. Gross. It was so yes. good. And we classy. lived there. We lived there during the week. So that was all my options were to eat. And I gained so much weight there. And I like I have a picture because I got ended up getting um, inducted into our high school hall of fame during when I was there. And I, the pictures from that, like I'm so like chubby in it. So interesting. Wow. I don't believe it. Yeah. So um, I just needed something. I needed some sort of outlet. I was like going on runs. I didn't really know what to do with myself. And uh, my high school track coach was like, I think you'd really like this thing. Um, <laughs> I like how our CrossFit story is starting with the corn dog. Yeah, it's a, fir- it's a first. It's very unique. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found CrossFit basically because of a corn dog and missing competition. And and who and who brought you to it? What was the? 
Um, How did so, it pop on your radar? So CrossFit NWA, there was a few CrossFits around and they had like, you know, the free trial. And so I popped up there. I took one class and I was like, sign me up. And he was like, no, you get like a free week. And I was like, no, just sign me up. I'm doing this. And, and, and you couldn't do a pull up at that time? No. And, and that didn't bother you that there were movements in there that you couldn't do? Um. Uh, yeah, no, it bothered me. It bothered me that I could like look at other people and they're doing it. And I'm like, what is the difference between you and I? Like, I have been doing this for a long time working out. Why right. I'm a real do- athlete and you're not. Why can't I do it? Why can't I do it? Uh, double unders, right? Do, do you find it ridiculous that people lose their single unders? I've never been great at double unders, but single unders, I, I find it bizarre that people could lose their single under or yeah. no. No, I agree. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, so so you start doing it, and when do you know that you want to compete at it? Immediately. No shit. Immediately, but it was so like I did so terrible the first open. <laughs> so so when you met your husband, he actually told already... me that he loved me at a competition. So the, for the first time. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's get to that. That's awesome. That means you overwhelmed him with like just your performance and your movement. And he was just, he started swooning. He started yeah. swooning. <laughs> Had to be. What's that word mean exactly, Caleb? He was like looking at her and just getting like, right? Like, ooh. And the L word fell out of his mouth. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. That's magical. <laughs> uh, so, so when you met him, you were doing CrossFit. And was he doing CrossFit? Uh, swoon to, uh, uh, he, sw- uh, Faint f- from extreme emotion. Yeah. Be emotionally affected by someone or something that one admires. Become ecstatic. Yeah. He probably wanted to eat you. Just like jump on you with like a fork and knife and eat you at that point. I'm I know that feeling. I, I get like that watching my wife work out sometimes too. Um, okay. So um, so you you do CrossFit and, and you're also a police officer at the time. You make it through the academy. So these two kind of are running parallel with each other. And then you, and then you meet your husband. Yeah. And does he do CrossFit at that time? He did not do CrossFit. He worked out at an apartment gym and he was like, I am never paying for that. I am never, I've got this perfectly good gym and that's what I'm going to do until we went to that competition. And that really changed his mind. No kidding. And um, how long had you been dating when you took him to that competition? Oh my goodness. It was brand new. We actually joke about it because, um, we were supposed to meet people to follow them. And he like texted me and was like, Oh, I haven't even worked out yet. I'm still watching TV. And I was like, Oh, don't worry. We'll just not follow them. We'll just go. But I didn't mean it. Oh, right. He was supposed to say, no, no, no. I'll hurry up. And <laughs> he get was ready. supposed to say no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. And he didn't. And then, um, I was like annoyed on the drive and he was like, I should have known then. <laughs> I will do the same thing now. And so you get there and um, at that point, maybe he's, he's never seen you work out before. No, he has not. And so you do the competition. Where was the competition at? Oh man. It's at this pretty big gym. They have really big competitions in, no, uh, this was Missouri. Actually, they did an open announcement there. I wonder if he's like me, if my wife asked me to do that, like, she's like, Hey, will you come to my affiliates? Like, Christmas party, we're doing a Christmas workout. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to. But inside, I'm so fucking annoyed. <laughs> I so don't want to fucking go. But then I get there and I'm on cloud nine. There like it my is. Ex- like my expectation, uh, CrossFit 
uh, TNT. Yeah. He like, why would I want to go watch you work out? So fuck. No, I don't. And, but then I go there and I watch her work out and I'm pumped. I'm just so pumped. I wonder if that's kind of where he was at. Maybe he can answer. Yeah. Is that him? Jake? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jacob Connor. Yeah. Were you annoyed as shit? Like, Oh yeah, honey, I'd love to go watch you sweat and do squats with a bunch of other people. Sounds fun. Just put, turn my TV off, put my drink down. Uh, he was, Oh, so that's someone else writing from his account. He was annoyed. Look at, and then the porn piles in. Oh, that's getting rid of the porn. Caleb, that's really good of you. He was, Oh, like he's talking about himself in the third person. He was annoyed. Yeah. Okay. So you go there and you work out. And when does the, I love you come at the hotel? I think we're eating pizza. Like a- afterwards. Yeah. Like pizza up on the bed, kneeling on the ground, like sharing yeah. the hotel room with another couple. Yeah. He's, he's a man of few words. I like this. CrossFit TNT. He was <laughs> super impressed. Very concise. He must be a Twitter rock star. <laughs> he actually doesn't have social media. They're perfect. Even better. Wow. Crazy. And how, and, and did you know that you, that, that it was because he saw you work out? Like, were you like, did you connect the dots? Or were you like, no, he loves me. No, I still think it's me. Okay, good. Fine. I won't burst your, I won't burst your bubble. Uh, and how long after that before he asked you to get um, to or before you ask him or he asked you to get married? Um, so the engagement story is good, too. OK, let's hear it. He um, we were getting ready to come home for Christmas. And it's not that long later. What is it? I think it's like a year after that moment. And um, he arranged it. It's our last shift before we fly home to New Jersey. And he had arranged everything with my lieutenant. So at the end of the night, there was a traffic stop and I got dispatched to go back up the traffic stop. And he messages me because it's the end of the night. So normally you don't like to get into too much before vacation at the end of the night. You don't want to be five hours of overtime dealing with when you still have to pack and everything. He's like, don't worry, it's going to be quick. I'm really sorry. So I head out there and on my way to the traffic stop, I'm like, this would be the most perfect proposal. And then then I'm like, don't tell anybody you thought that because like, you're going to be embarrassed. And then I pulled up and in my head, the perfect proposal would be like, he would just like be there, but there was a car there. And I was like, okay, so definitely don't tell anybody like you were like thinking that. And then, so I'm like doing my thing, going around the passenger side of the car and he stops me right in front of the car. And it's actually his sergeant in the car in like their regular car and their whole family's in the car and it's all like on dash cam we've actually never watched it because we can't find anything that is compatible with to watch did you know when you looked in the car did you recognize all the people no no it's dark it's the end of the shift and it's dark so i'm walking up to the car to like go do this thing and he like pulls me aside and stops me and i I had no idea what was going on at the time and then he asks you Mm -hmm. did you say yes or did you have to think about it I said yes. That's awesome. And then you got to go home and pack. Yes. And um, how did you get him to move to New Jersey after that? Why why didn't you guys decide to stay in Arkansas? Well, I had told him on like one of the first dates that I always wanted to end up at home. And that was that. He knew. Yeah. Although if I knew more about New Jersey now, like as an adult instead of as a child, then I don't know if I'd make the same decision. Um, where you were in Arkansas, was it small town? It was so cool. And it's even cooler now. Yeah. It's get it's getting a little weird. So that, so then I'm like, okay, so maybe we're like, we're fine where we are, 
but it's like Getting really blowing everywhere. up. It is, but uh, it's right near Bentonville, Arkansas. And I don't know if that, if you know anything about Bentonville, Arkansas, but this is where oh. Walmart is from. That's where oh. Walmart headquarters is. And if you want to do business in Walmart, as far as I know, you have to have a, like your brand, your whatever has to have like a headquarters there. Oh, really? So tons of money coming in there. Wow. To help the town. Oh man, it's barely Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, so so is that Podunk out there? Is that no. like dirt roads and I think the outskirts were it's become that's becoming less and less. Like his family is still out there and they kind of like tell us about how they're even buying their property because it's like getting further and further out. God, man, that looks like it's in the middle of nowhere to me. I mean, I've I don't know if I've ever driven through Bentonville, but I've been to Tulsa and it's like barely a city. Yeah. Tulsa small. And even Oklahoma city's barely a city. They, at least, at least when I was there 10 years ago, it was a ghost town. Yeah, That's probably the last time I was there. Interesting. And his family's still back in Arkansas. Yeah. His mom is in Arkansas and his brother is in Arkansas. His grandparents recently passed, but they were also there. Man, you took their son from them. Okay. I know. We won't, we won't go there. We won't go there. I know. That's immediately where I went. Yeah. I have, I have three little boys. Do you want do you, do you want to stay with your kids your whole life? Yeah. Like have them like live like within a stone's throw? Yeah. Our son talks about buying our house. Oh, awesome. Awesome. You're like, no problem. <laughs> and we're like, cheap. buddy, we might not like, um, you know, we might not always live here because once you guys go off to college, uh, we don't have a, a need for the size house. And he's like, well, I'm going to find whoever owns it and I'm going to buy it from them. Yeah. Good. Good. You think you'll retire there in New Jersey? I don't Are you know. already retired? What's retired? No, Getting to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owning two crossage. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so you move out to Jersey and do you become a cop out there too? No, I was pregnant when I moved. So actually with number moved, one, with, with number, number one. one, I moved first. He was actually still in Arkansas. So I'm trying to open the gym. I'm living at my mom's house. We're making no money. And um, I remember trying to pretend I wasn't pregnant. Like I didn't want anyone to find out because who's going to join the gym that just opened that doesn't even have their mats down yet uh, with the, the head coach is, is pregnant. Is that the current gym you're still in that space? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how many years has that gym been open? It'll be 11 years in March. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that is a hell of an accomplishment. Thank you. So, you, so basically, like you said, you took your L1, you took it with uh, Sheree Chan and Zach Forrest, you said? Yeah. Yeah. And in, in Texas somewhere. And, and, and how, what year was that? Or how, how mm. what was that in, in terms of how many years did you take that before you opened your gym? Well, everything got expedited because we got pregnant so quick into our engagement. It was like right before we got engaged, we got engaged in, um, actually it was just like the anniversary the other day in December, I think January, I got my L1, bought my wedding dress, same weekend. And then February, we found out we were pregnant. So you got engaged, pregnant, moved away from your husband and opened a gym all in the same uh, uh, period. Yeah, we actually that's got married. Lot. We got that's married a in a courthouse too, right before yeah. I left. Just Good. On that's a random, all cops should do that. I like that. <laughs> just in a random day, and then we had our wedding too. Crazy. 
And so, and so, um, he must've not liked that. Not, not like from the sense of like, I'm sure like a husband doesn't want to be away from his pregnant wife. Right. Like he need like, you need to be around her, like to like protect her from like just shit. I don't, I don't know. Not that she needs protecting, but you know what I mean? Like she's nesting and you're just, you're trying to like accommodate her like a bird. You're like I think it would be worse shit so she can make the nest if he was already a father. But I think he also felt responsible to make money. Right, right, right. Very good point. And and then how how long are you guys separated for? Oh man, the whole pregnancy. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He and how often would you see him during that? He would fly in to test for different places every every now and then. But he would be like it would be like a long weekend or something like that, and he'd be gone again. Because they're also God. saving his sick time because they were so nice, his department, and let him use his um, FMLA, so he was able to take uh, family leave. So we were saving all of that. Holy cow! So he didn't. So he would just come see you, and all of a sudden you'd be like five sizes bigger. Right. You were just turning into a house, and he didn't. He's like, "Whoa, where's my wife? Wow, right? That is." That's incredible. And then by the time the baby comes, has he found it? Uh, um, let, let me go back a second. How do you make that decision? Why at that point, aren't you just like, okay, he hasn't transferred yet. Why not just hunker down, sit at home, watch TV, let the baby grow inside of you. And um, while he, while he looks for a place in Jersey to work. What do you mean? Like, why Instead not you just stay, why not stay together in Arkansas? And then once he finds a job, you both go, why did you go first? And then I think to start the gym, to get it started. Cause you just knew, knew you were going to start a gym. Yeah. Yeah. God, you are ambitious. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely a theme. Okay. So you go out there, you start the gym, a- any pushback from him? He's like, honey, come on. Um, Do- we're doing enough. No, I don't think so. No, he was pretty, he's pretty supportive. Okay. And so you open the gym and you have this in, 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 in an area where you really don't even know anyone, right? Because you haven't lived there in years. I haven't lived there in years. And that was part of the reason like, and it's, it's a little bit north of where I grew up. So I felt like, like in my town, um, when you drive into my town, it says like, welcome to where town, or maybe it says ocean township. I don't know. Um, and it says home of Lauren Lewis. And it has like one of the years that I was a state champion. Wow. So like, but where we opened, my I don't think anybody really cares. I, they probably don't care there either. But I didn't have that. So then I was like also just self-conscious also of being pregnant. And or and or even worse, I just thinking like, um, then it was like, what what if they don't know that I'm pregnant and they just think that I can't take care of myself? <laughs> what gym do you go to? The one with the fat lady? <laughs> no, she's pregnant. Uh, and, and so you open the gym and do you have any help? Um, so like my mom asked some guy that worked with her to help me paint like our tall wall with our wall ball line across it, stuff like that. Um, some people like equipment would arrive at the end of a class and a kid that I went to high school that with that ended up being a realtor helped me like roll out mats. And I'm like trying to like, like, you know, those are heavy, those mat rolls that come and we're like trying to like scoot them. So, but no, no, you didn't have like a partner in crime. You didn't have a business partner. There wasn't someone, your, your husband was just over there making money and uh, getting bad guys and you're opening a gym and growing a baby. Right. And where did you live at that time? Did you have a I place to live with, with my your mom? Parents? Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Was that fun getting, going back to live with your mom again? 
No, not really. Oh. <laughs> and be like, yeah, we rekindled. It was great. No, she is tough. She's tough. And that's probably, um, I mean, I, I think I'm grateful for how tough she is because I think that it, it's definitely helped me. But there was like no, like if I left dishes out, yeah, like she let me know about it. Like there is yeah. no, oh, I don't care if you were teaching at a gym from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and you're eight months pregnant by yourself. Like those dishes, they need to get done. Dang. Did you have morning sickness? Not so much with my first. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a that's lucky. Yeah, but that's... I would get really, really hot, and my mom gets really cold, so the house oh. was hot. And I would remember I'd have to like get up in the middle of the night and take a cold shower, just to cool off. Um, how about your and your husband's temperatures? You guys like the house at the same temperature? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. God, it's the little things, right? Yeah. I have to turn the heat off at night. If I get hot in the middle of the night, my sleep is ruined. No, the thing that we argue about is he loves a fan on. He needs a fan for the noise. Oh, I can't do that. And I'm so paranoid that I'm not going to hear a kid do something or say something or need something. Right. Is your husband over 300 pounds? <laughs> that, 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 I, I heard that's the rule. I heard if you're all juiced up on roids and over 300 pounds, you have to have moving air on you at all time. My buddy Travis told me that. And once you're under 300 pounds, you don't need a fan. Does he have it oscillating too? So you hear no, it on each side No, it's just click? the noise. He just, just wants the noise. the noise. He doesn't want the air blowing on him. No. Oh, man. I yeah, mean, I when mean. it's hot, obviously, but we actually got that uh, eight sleep. Have you heard is of that, that? Is that the thing you put on your mattress that keeps yeah. you cool? Yeah. Hey, when you go to a, a hotel, does he bring a fan with him? He doesn't. Oh, good. Okay. Well, yeah. He's on. Well, we've gotten smart because actually our son, I just, he was like crying and crying and crying. He was huge, by the way. He was 10, 5 and 24 wow. inches long. Wow. Humongous. I ended up like with an emergency C-section. It was a mess. But he was like, he was huge and he ate all the time and he would cry and cry. And I couldn't figure it out in the first few weeks. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to blow dry my hair. I just have to shower and blow dry my hair and all those things. We turned the blow dryer on. And the second we did, he stopped crying. Ah. And at the time you weren't smart enough to think of uh, like pulling up a YouTube video or something when we were so desperate to sleep, we like had him in a swing because he loved the movement probably because of working out the entire time. And we taped a hair dryer on, on the cool mode. And like, and it worked. It worked. Oh my God. Don't tell anybody it did that. Uh, you'll do anything as a parent when you just want to get some sleep. Yeah. Uh, the sleep things. Do you think you ever learned how to sleep a normal again? I think my wife, my, my, I think my wife after five years is just starting to like figure out sleep again. It's well, kind of crazy. You, you it, can forget how to sleep. It is crazy. It's something I've had to really think about and do intentionally. But the other thing is from nursing. So yeah, like, that was it for her. She was always nursing, so she forgot how to sleep. Well, my shoulder is like messed up because I would oh. fall asleep always. Like this, like my left side was my preferred nursing side, and I would just like fall asleep. And now I can't even sleep on that side from because of all the rolling forward and pushing forward. Did you enjoy breastfeeding? I loved it. I loved hey, it so it, much. Isn't it a trip? How much some women just absolutely love it, and some women don't like it. Yeah. Why do you think some women don't like it? I don't, I don't know. I, I've heard some crazy things. I've heard some women say like their husband has said that that's theirs. Well, that's fucking, then I know the problem. Then you're just batshit crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah, dude, there's crazy shit out there. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, but, but you, you uh, yeah, I, I want, I wonder, I, I just feel like, 
my wife would just be at peace when she was breastfeeding. Yeah. I have this other friend who's just always breastfeeding her kid now. Like, like just all the kids two years old and she's just always breastfeeding. I'm like, yeah, that lady just loves breastfeeding. Some women basically just want to have kids to breastfeed. That is why my wife had a kid now that I think about it, our first kid. <laughs> she saw Greg Glassman's wife breastfeeding and she goes, I want to do that. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's like nothing else. I, I, I'm sad for you guys that you don't get to experience it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm cool. We, we enjoy watching it. I fucking love watching it. Those are the videos, like those are the reels that get me. Is I'll see like something popped up last night on a reel. It was like an infant, like right near their mother's chest, and she had a shirt on, and she the baby was just like mouthing, yeah, looking for it, and it's just like that. I don't know something wired. You you breastfed all four of your kids. Yes. So when you competed at the regionals that year, you were breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. Between between each event. Um. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I was tripping on that too. I saw my wife one time do Murph and I was holding the baby and then she came back and while she's, she doesn't even have her breath yet, she sits on like a, a box jump and lifts up her shirt and the kids starts breeding. I'm like, oh, milk and salt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. You guys are crazy. There was that chick on Tommy Hackenbrook's team. Do you remember that girl? And she, she went to, she, Wait, so you were breastfeeding at regionals in between events? Yeah. Yeah, there was I saw that one time. And that team won that regional. I want to say it was in Colorado. It was a black girl and she was a savage. And then she between events she would breastfeed. And I was just like, fuck mama power. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Were people blown away by that? I don't know. I was like turn my back and throw a sweatshirt or a blanket over us. But they still know you're feeding two human beings while demanding maximum uh, exertion from your body. Yeah, that's I, the part that blows me away. You yeah, grow a human from stuff that comes out of your boobs. Isn't it cool? It's fucking nuts. Would you feed your baby so much that they would always throw up? I don't know like about would, that. No, our first baby—that's the way we. That my wife did them, <laughs> like overfill until it's like pouring out. Shut up! He's done. <laughs> was crazy burp i always say burping swaddling feed those were like the first three go-tos not in that order it was always like feed burp swaddle and that took i feel like that took care of and now we can add tie blow dryer to uh yes but, blow dryer to but make sure the cold feature is taped in the yes. on position yeah here you go, Allison NYC. Uh, in, it's like magic, instant baby relaxer. Yeah, I've I I've never been with Allison when she's not feeding her baby. <laughs> never, not once. I, true story. Um. Okay, so you open the gym and um and in in uh so you go through all the stuff. You pick the name. You go through the process. And um, wh- why did you want to open a gym? Did you want to help people? Did you want to make money? Did you? What was the yeah, I wanted to help people, and I just felt like CrossFit wasn't done right in the area. And it sounds funny to say, like, but it's just like the message wasn't being delivered. Uh, tell me more. So I just, you know, you I listened to one of your podcasts a few weeks ago, and you're talking about how like you um, have to care, like no one is ever going to care more about you than you. And I feel so opposite sometimes with our members. Like I care so much about their fitness and their health that I care more than them a lot of the times. And that leaves me really frustrated because I can only help you so much. But it's like when you tell me a goal 
I am not going to stop until I've helped you reach that goal. But like, there's a lot of some things that maybe you didn't realize you asked for that comes along with that. Like if you tell me you want to lose 20 pounds and you're, and I see that your sleeping is off or going out doing crazy things or anything that you do that goes against that goal, I'm going to let you know about. And um, I don't know if people realize that's what they're signing up for, but it's, I just, go ahead. Do do you think you were like that? um, And do you think that probably got exacerbated once you had kids that, that part of you like even became more because, because it is such a selfless, you know, uh, stage of your life. Like you had a kid and then you doubled down on that too. I think, I think that definitely has to do with it. And then I think that track track is so, whatever you put into it, you're going to get out of it. Like you want to run fast, then do exactly what the coach says, run the exact times, no matter how much it hurts and you will get out of it exactly what you put into it. So I think that I have that experience of knowing that I will do, if I do X, then Y will happen. And it's like, I don't understand. You say that you want to do this. Let's just do X. And then Y will happen. Like why, why, what do you get about it? So sometimes you want more for your clients than they want from themselves. I think so. You know, an affiliate owner called me the other day and he said, uh, and I thought this was so good. He said, my, my clients care more about the gym than my staff. And it's so frustrating to me. And I was like, I, I, I totally got that because the vast majority of programs you put your kids in, you'll care more about the program than the coaches do. And when you finally can't find a coach that cares more about the program, um, when you find it, it's usually an owner, but when they care more about the program um, than than you do, then you're kind of in a competition with that coach, and that's what you want. As a parent, you want to be losing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's these. So it, it's like this. Like like there's a hundred clients at your gym would be devastated if you closed, right? Because it's not just a gym to them. Yeah, it's where they go. It's theirs. They have ownership. And, and it's weird because, uh, on the other hand, they're paying to be there. And then you have coaches who are getting paid to be there, but does, does that resonate with you at all? Like, do you understand what, why that's so important that the, I mean, and and at that point it becomes almost impossible to find a good coach and I'm I'm not digging on anyone. It's just, that's a hard place to sit, to care more about the place than the clients. Yeah. I'm lucky in the coaches that we have that they get it and they care a lot and they, beyond just caring, they care that we get there correctly, like in the right way, that we don't take shortcuts, that we that we do the hard thing instead of the quick thing. And that's important. But that's why we've been kind of slow to grow, especially in our second location, is the coach is so important. Give me an example. What do you mean to do the hard thing, to do it the right way? Can you think oh, of any examples? Sure. We can think of like, we could say, we'll take a squat. Like we're going to take the time instead of like everybody comes in, they just want to jump into the, to the, workout to the movement, but we'll take the time and talk about where do your feet go? What action is happening? What muscles are we supposed to be tightening when we go down, when we come up? Um, What should we be feeling? Like we're going to talk about all of those things before we just jump into the fun, sexy thing, which is the workout. Um, Can't every, um, can't you just even take a, um, let's say that the workout is Nate. Is that, is that, what what is Nate? That's handstand pushups kettlebell and muscle, muscle up. up or something. Yeah. Can't you take even the most proficient 10 CrossFit games athletes 
and and warm them up with and teach them those movements at the same time so that they're challenged in the warm up and they don't feel like it's boring and they're being talked down to but they're also getting to work on the movements but yet also warm up properly why is it so hard to do that it's not right i don't think so yeah i don't think so either and 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 same with the air squat i mean you can challenge um games athletes and work on their air squat at the same time before you do murph yeah yeah, no, 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 man, I, I guess that's just good coaching. Yeah, and uh, and I just saw, I went to an affiliate meetup not too long ago, and Denise was coaching. And she said, like, the simplest little thing that I hadn't even heard in so long. And, like, she told me to put my big toe down. Oh. And I was like, cool. Like, I appreciated that so much. Yeah, such a little. Such a little thing. Like, And, and, you've, been, and you've been doing this for 10 or 11 years. 12 years, 13. Yeah. Years. Yeah. 13 years. And I'm sure I've heard it along the way, but just in that moment, that was what I needed. And I, I appreciated it so much. Yeah. Um, so you have this gym for 10 years. Did you, in, 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 in the, and you haven't opened the second gym yet in those 10 years, did you ever think about closing? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and why does that creep in? You just exhaustion for kids. Yeah, or, I th- yeah, I think that, and then um, I'm bad at hearing compliments, and I'm good at focusing on negatives or anyone that I've like made upset or unhappy. So, someone might criticize you, and you're like, "I'm taking my toys out of the sandbox and leaving." I'll burn it all down. I'll do it. <laughs> I knew you, you were so perfect until now. I knew <laughs> an hour and nine minutes in, and I found I found the flaw. Fuck you. I'm burning it all down. Um, and, and, um, how, how, when you open the, do you use any, um, uh, business help at your gym? Do you use anyone, any North stars, any books you've read? Um, I read two brain, um, there, I think it was called two brain. Yeah. Chris Cooper's thing. Yeah. I read that when we first started, um, I got his other book recently and then I finally did their program. Did I know that? I don't think so. Oh, no, I didn't tell you that. You know, that's the largest gym consulting company in the world. I mean, I would have guessed that. I didn't know it. And so, so tell me about that. So you read that first book and did you like it? Or were you I like, did. fuck you, I know this shit. No, I didn't know it. <laughs> you didn't? No. Um, and, um, and you read it and anything that st- stood out in that first book that was a takeaway? Do you remember? Oh my goodness. I don't remember. Okay, so you so you read the book and you like it and, and, and you, you don't remember, but you think it helped you. Yeah, yeah. And th- and then why did you sign up? How many years later did you sign up for the actual what what is that called? Like apprentice program or what's that called? Mentorship. Mentorship. Yeah. Why, why did you sign up for that? And was that hard to do? Yeah, it was. It was well, it was hard because like it uh, you're always thinking about how you should spend your money. What is the best way to spend your money? It's an expensive program. Right. So right. I think that was the hardest part. I'm always open to help. I'm always open to learning. That part's not hard, but it's the where should where should we put money? Yeah. And and then and then why did you finally bite the bullet and do it and did it help? I I did it. Um did it. I don't it helped in that like somebody was telling me like I never have anyone to check in with. I have no idea if I'm doing it right or wrong. So that's why I like the affiliate meetups and I like um, even to like, we just started following mayhem. 
programming. And even to see like, oh, I have been programming correctly all this time. Oh, I have been making the appropriate scales and I do still get this. It's nice to check in and know because I I don't I don't have a checkpoint. So that so you, part was good. Okay, go on. Is there more? Um well if like, you had to do it again, would you do it again? Would you sign up with Chris Cooper and Two Brain? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, it didn't make you rich over. It didn't make you rich overnight. Uh, they did encourage me to raise our prices. That's like their big thing. Is that how we're you know undervaluing ourselves? But then there's things like you should close your second location. Uh, I'm like, but I don't want to be. I get how hard that is, but I want. I'm not going to do that. Why can't you just take what that? Yeah, I like that. Um, why can't you just take? what they tell you with from the first location and parlay that into your second. That's a great question. I don't. Okay. We'll have Chris on and ask him. <laughs> I mean, they have a, they have a solid model, ma'am. That obviously seems to have helped a lot of people. And, and, and th one of the other things they do is they have that 150 thing, right? Or like 150 members is the. Yeah. I think about that actually a lot. And that was even, I think maybe in his first book, but I do start to, you know, now that we've got the two gyms and we're over that number, I'm like, Oh man, I think there's something to it. Who is this person again? And I don't like that. I know everybody's like, I know everybody's goals. I know everybody's everything. Um, so we've started a new system where we're like really going to detail with people and keeping like files on them. So that doesn't happen. Do people like that? I think so. I think that they feel like heard and cared about. I, I noticed on your Instagram, there's these, um, there's a lot of them and there are these posts and they say like, I'll look at this most recent one with this young lady. It says, welcome Allie. And then she's under the um, CrossFit ARX South sign. Yes. So does everyone who signs up gets one of those? Yes. And do they like that? Um, sometimes we like put cones over their heads cause they don't want pictures or we'll like turn them around <laughs> <laughs> or, or if it was your husband, you do it from the back. Cause the back of his head is so it's ridiculous. I don't want anyone else to see that though. Ridiculous. Right. And so, and so um, tell me, tell me about the, um, tell me about the, uh, the second location. What was the, so the first is, was the first location going swimmingly well when you decided to open the second one? We're like, fuck, I'm killing this shit. No. Mm-mm. Okay, explain. That would make too much sense. Right. It's like kids. Man, you must have really killed the first one. That's why you had three more. Ah, maybe not. No, no. Um, no, it just seemed like um just seemed like a good idea at the time. A building had opened. A building that had opened that we were looking at a few years before, but the timing just didn't work out. And it was open. Um we just go for things. We're like, get this idea in our head. We um, we farmed for a little bit. We had like cows, pigs, chickens. And actually the second gym is what made us chill on that. In so Jersey. We, in Jersey. We actually moved out to like, we moved <laughs> to farm. <laughs> we moved to 10 acres because we wanted to raise our own food. Yeah, that's cool. I admire that. And then my husband would like be working. Then he'd be working at the second gym after work. And then I would get home with babies at the time. And our bull would be out of the pen. Wow. And I, and I was like, this oh, isn't no. safe anymore. <laughs> wow. How many cows did you have? We had three cows. One was born on our property. So we started with two. We bought a, um, a cow with a calf at the side. And then she was pregnant. That's awesome. 
Damn, was that crazy. super cool to experience? It was cool. We had a, an alpaca born on our old property and I was there for that and I was pregnant. There's like pictures of me like with like I'm holding the baby over my belly. It's really cool. That's crazy impressive that you did that. What ha- did you actually own the land? Yeah. Do you guys still have the farm? We have the spot because we know we're going to come back we're going to come back around to it, but and like homesteading appeals to you. Yes, I think um, personal responsibility appeals to us. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that about your husband, or did you guys grow into that together at the same time? No, we grew into it. And you, you weren't always in that mindset, maybe. Um, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm. Maybe that mindset directly with animals. I don't think so. But I think that mindset, yes. When when did you have to close your gym down for? During the, I don't know what you want to call it, during the crisis? Yes, we did. You did? And did, did that upset you? Yeah. Did did that, um, where, where were you on the personal accountability, personal responsibility meter at that point? Like, did that, did that make you think about it more? Because for me, that really started making me really think about it more. Well, so it was, it was a hard situation. Because I guess, what do you mean by that? Meaning I'm seeing the sickness that's coming in and I'm seeing the people who are die are not taking responsibility for their health. Yeah. And yet the rest of us are being um, lumped into this bunch with them when, 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 we're, when we're not them. We, we have, we've already been on the path of personal responsibility and personal accountability for our health. We already knew like we're the type that don't. N- none of the like people think it like when we go into a uh, you know when if I for some reason go to Kaiser I don't look like any of those fucking people who are there, not one. I don't look like any of them. I don't look like the doctors. I don't look like any of them. I almost look like a different creature, right? They look like you go to someone's house and they have four dogs and they're all fat and you're like th- those aren't even fucking dogs. <laughs> That's what it's like if I if I walk into a Starbucks in my area, and and I'm not like some paragon of health either, and so. That, that's what I mean by that. And then, and then I saw, and, and, but it was no big deal. I'm like, Hey, it's just a bunch of unhealthy people. But when that happened, I'm like, Holy shit, those people haven't been personal. They haven't been taking responsibility and no one's telling them to take responsibility. They're telling them, Hey, go to that place and they'll give you medicine to fix your shit. And I'm like, and that's what I mean. That that's why it yeah. supercharged my thing. Like, Holy shit. They're being lied to on how to fix this fucking problem. Yeah, I guess that has always been my thought, though. So this, like, you, was you not, already knew. Oh, okay. Yeah, this wasn't a surprise to me. Yeah, to me, it was a fucking crazy surprise. Like, I haven't had soda since eighth grade. Yeah, like, th- that was. These are all the thoughts that we've always had, or I've always had. And then, and then, uh, did you ever think you'd see it come to a head in your lifetime the way it did? No, no. Yeah, me neither. It, it, do you think that's fair to say it came to a head? We basically saw the have and the have nots, meaning people who were taking care of themselves and who weren't, and the, the ones who weren't just fell off off to one side. They they fell off into a bucket. That would mean that there's nothing worse coming, right? If it already came to the head now, came to a head. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I don't think it can come. Here's the reason why: if something worse comes, then then they're. Then they're in. Re- I mean, then the, those people who aren't taking the care of themselves are in real big trouble. Um, I had this guy. Is there a uh, drug problem in your town in in Jersey? Oh yeah, yeah. 
bad. Yeah. And then where I used to work was um, meth. And then here is heroin. Wow. Because I had this guy on yesterday who talked about fentanyl use. That fucking. That. Yeah, that rocked me. Did you watch those movies? I, I want to. Yeah, you need to watch them with your husband and, and, and just look at him the whole time. Well, he has to go in and use a Narcan all the time. Oh, yeah. He's a cop. Yeah. Man, there's some shit in there. It's just. Do all the cops have to carry Narcan? Mm-hmm. Like all the time? Did you have to do that in Arkansas too? Or No, it was meth that was really out there. I don't know what it's like now. What really, what I got out of that interview was what he was, everything he was saying about his phone and how dangerous that is. That was so good to hear. And that's part of why I like this podcast so much is sometimes I do feel really alienated in, in this thinking and feeling. And so it's good for people to hear hear people come together and kind of discuss the same things or even you'll be in the chat and you'll just see everybody that kind of like thinks the same and you're like okay all right sometimes i think that's not so much now but when shit was really crazy like a year ago i remember thinking well if no other thing this podcast at least because i was getting dms every day thank you for speaking up i'm all alone there's no one i can talk to i'm surrounded by people who are like all thinking like this and I start to feel like I'm crazy. But you've grew, gathered a group of people who think similar, similarly about their personal responsibility and personal accountability, and, and it gives me sanity. And that used to make me, that used to be enough to get me like, okay, keep doing it. Yeah. That's, that sucks to feel alienated like that, especially when you're the one that's not crazy and the crazies are making you feel crazy. That's some scary shit. Yeah, like our son does not have a cell phone and he's not going to have a cell phone anytime soon. And just like hearing his story and how it like it did change him. Yeah. Did you hear? So you play, you play, what What are those first shooter games called? Caleb, what was the one he called? Doom or? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. So he plays Call of Duty, like a typical 12 year old's life. Play Call of Duty and you shoot a guy and kill him in the game. And so, and he's some guy, you know, wherever in fucking Finland. And he's calling your mom a whore because you killed him. Then when you're done, you take your phone and you go jack off in the bathroom. And then after that, you listen to some rap music. Open a box of Twizzlers and repeat. No, thank you. I do not. When he said that, I'm like, dude, I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my kids. Yeah, but it's all around. So like our, you know, our son's weird. He's weird because he doesn't have a phone. Do you homeschool? No, but we live in a really small town. And there's 10 years old's already weird for not having a cell phone. You know, 10 year olds who have cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. And we live in, there are 10 kids in his grade where we live. Um, what, why not just pull them out and just stick them, just make them work, start working in the gym. I mean, that's where they are on, on holidays. Yeah. Like just basically, I mean, fuck just, I, I guess the two year old, it would be hard. Yeah. Three year olds probably ready for clean the bathroom or something. <laughs> You know, that guy I've had on before, um, uh, uh, Matt Boudreaux, those acting academies, those schools, going to school there, the, 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 I think one of the main premises is that you run the school. You hire the teachers, you fire the teachers, you clean the bathrooms, you choose the lunch menu. Like That's what going to school there is, is running the school, which is so cool. What a cool idea. So that when you that leave there, yeah, you know how to run a business. You know how to like – son- Go ahead. Our son wants to go to West Point. That's his, his whole thing. Oh, Ever already? Since, since he was like two. Like 
He has. He just wants no. to go to West Point. <laughs> Air Force Academy. Tell him to go to the Air Force Academy. I don't know. He does not want to go to West Point. <laughs> and I always like. I'll tell him. I um when I was being recruited for track, I they used to call me and I used to not know what to tell the U.S. government. So I would just, yeah. I would just not answer their phone calls. And I joke with him, and I'm like, well, you know, I would have never met your dad, and then you couldn't have gone. Um, That's smart. Uh, Don't answer the phone calls from the I government. Just didn't answer their phone calls when West Point was calling. Bobby Dotson, I teach sixth grade, and the kids who don't have phones, maybe seven out of the class of 160. I'm going to tell you this to everyone out there who has a parent, who has a parent. <laughs> Take two. I'm going to tell this to you guys, all of you that have kids. I'm going to tell you this about all boys. What I'm saying is 99.9 to infinity true. If you give a boy a cell phone at any age between the age of three and 104, I don't know what happens after 104, they will, um, they will look at porn and they will have naked pictures sent to them by people that you don't want them. Like everything imaginable, even, even the fucking Dalai Lama, if you gave him a fucking phone he will look up porn. I promise you. You have to know that. And so if you give your child a phone, you're giving them a device to download porn. They will just do it. We just do it. We're maniacs. We don't know why we do anything. Pass a seven-year-old boy a joint and he will hit it. He doesn't, he's not like, like we're boys. I can't, I don't know what it's like to be a girl. I'm just telling you, all of them. Why would you give your kids something to look po at porn with? I don't understand. I'm not even against porn. I'm just like for protecting kids. Why the fuck would you give your kid a – do they do pay, people not know that about boys? Thank you, Michael. Yeah, we're just boys. We will throw – you leave us a, a, alone with a pile of rocks and something's going to get broken. You know those videos where they have like, the kid in front of a cookie and they're like, don't eat the cookie, and then they leave the camera on them and leave? Like you can't, you can't, and you can't, even if they don't have a cell phone, do you want me to tell you what boys do who are left alone by themselves? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me. <laughs> we throw rocks at things. Yeah. You don't even have to give us rocks. We'll figure out what to do. We are very good at a, taking care of our needs based on what's being driven out from inside of us. Keep fucking boys very fucking busy and don't give them a fucking device that they can search around on. We're very creative. It's nuts. It is nuts. God, I hope I don't eat these words. I told. I hope I don't eat these words. There's no way I can give my kids a cell phone. I would give them a cigarette first. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. What a fucking mess. Um. So. So then you. Do you. What's going to happen? So do you see. Uh, do you see a third gym? I don't put anything past me. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about, are both gyms affiliated? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, we, you know, we kind of like talked about like affiliating, not affiliating, but I just, I don't know how you run a CrossFit gym and not run a CrossFit gym. Uh, explain that to me. Why can't you just kind of pour parlay the mojo from the first affiliate and just kind of like call the other one just like, so you pay the affiliate fee at one and you call it CrossFit. Uh, ARX and then just call the other one ARX South and just get I, away with paying just one affiliate. I fee. mean, I think that we could do that. Yeah. 
but I just wouldn't. I'm do advising that. you that as your financial advisor. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just wouldn't do that. No, and, and why? Why is that? It's just. It's not. I don't. I don't know. It's not right. It doesn't seem right. Yeah, I, it, it, it probably. Um, uh, Allison says, "Stay affiliated." Easy decision. The thing. So, so you, so you, you like the word CrossFit. You like what it stands for. Yeah. And, and what what's it stand for? I think it it stands for personal accountability. I think that's what we're really doing. It start. It seems like a workout, <laughs> but it bleeds into everything else. Um. And what do you think uh, CrossFit HQ, the people you send the money to that you affiliate with, what do you think their responsibility is to maintaining that? Um, that th- I think the brand also stands for that. Personal accountability, personal responsibility, um, a, a community that supports each other through that with like-minded people. There's, there's kind of a um, – it's kind of an oxymoron, right? Because yeah. there's people there to support you through taking care of yourself. Um do you, what do you think their role is in, in, in protecting that brand? Like what should they do with your money? You know, I was, I was, I know you, you don't mind their monster partnership. Yeah. You know, as long as they're honest about it, but I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I guess they have to make money. I understand that, but it seems like mixed messaging. Well, it's very consistent with what you're saying. You want the brand to be about personal accountability and personal responsibility, and you want to keep it pure that way. And if you if you do um, get with Monster, then you have something you have to explain. Or you're also misleading. I mean, I totally see your point of view. Or you're misleading people. There's a little bit of a liver king component there, right? Like the implication by taking money from them is that you can drink this and, and, and be at the, at the tip of the spear. Right. You almost made it without the liver king. <laughs> I made it a whole show without time. I mean, it's it's right that that's why people are upset at him because hey, you, you, there's the implication there that that you got this way from eating your shit. I'm not upset. I never believed him anyway. Oh, where's my bag of? Oh, I must have opened my last bag of protein, Liver King protein, and started eating it. Um, and uh, yeah, so so you want to keep the brand as pure as possible. So so let me go back to that question. Ask that question again. What do you expect from them to maintain? The, the brand value for you? I mean, cause you're paying into it $6,000 a year. I think that I'm paying for what they've already created. What's already been created. I'm not sure how much I expect out of them at this point, maybe to not mess it up. Right. And you think, and, and monster does kind of stuff. Something like that does kind of mess it up. You want it to be clean, easy. Yeah. But really it just comes down to us though. They're so far removed. The gym owners. Yeah. Um, do, do you miss anything from um, five years ago? Um, do, do you miss hearing from, um, would you like it if if Don or Dave or Nicole or someone from, or, or Gary, someone from one of these teams, um, you know how Greg would just, you would see videos of Greg pop up. Would you like to hear? I miss um, the journal. I miss those things. Um, I miss the media. Yeah. Is that I'm, everyone? Does everyone miss the media? I miss Greg. You do miss Greg. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what about him do you miss? Just the message? Yeah. I, also, it was his thing. How is anyone else going to represent his creation? <laughs> well, well, yeah, Jacob Connor, to cut to the chase, we are Greg CrossFit. Um, it, it is a crazy task. It, it is a crazy task, right? 
it's what do you think about this line it's not about one person it's it's a community and greg used to even say that it's not about me it's not about me and i used to fucking whisper in the back of my head yeah it fucking is well he was doing so much behind the scenes he was just he was he was taking on so much of stuff that really matters and I was I was talking a little bit with Souza and I explained to him like when he in 2018 said that there wasn't going to be CrossFit games as we know it anymore. I was upset. That was like yeah. that's my outlet. Um I joke and say that's you know my washed up athlete outlet to go do things, but I get it. It did, you know, take away from his message. It did steer the ship in a different direction and I did think it was his to make the decision. Yeah, it pissed me off too. Because there were those of us who were like, hey, we can do both. Right. We can do both. And it's not that he was going to – I I always felt like even if we neglected the games, um, it would still keep growing. It, like it, it was like that – you know, like that there's the plant in your yard. No matter how many times you pull it out, you're like, oh, there you are again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Which people is want fine. it. Yeah, because people want it. It just needed to be um, – uh, I, I don't know. It, need, it needed to be integrated. The, the, the reason why I like the games is you do the games when you're 12 to when you're 35, but because you're so close to CrossFit, you you start hearing the message. And then by the time you're 35 and you have kids and a couple of your relatives have type 2 diabetes, you're like, oh, shit. I think this shit I'm doing cures type 2 diabetes. I think I've heard Greg talk about that before. Yeah. And then and then, and then then you know what I mean? I mean, you you said you're you're 37? Yeah. Yeah, you're. Th- I remember turning 37. Do you, I was when I first started needing to really warm up. I'm like, oh shit, I have to be sweating before I work out now. You can't just jump into a workout. Has it gotten there for you? Mine is jumping. Like I can't. Like I won't be able to do a double under right away. I've got to like. I got to jump a little bit. Yeah, like loosen. Like it turned. Like some of the tendons and wires and shit, and you were getting stiff, and then they got to get loosened up. Yeah, like I can't get off the floor enough. Good. That makes me feel so happy. <laughs> Misery loves company. Age I don't have to do that yet, How old are you, Caleb? Twenty-seven. Oh yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. God, warm. And that's why it's so important to stay fit as you get older, because it takes so long to fucking warm up. Yeah. Forever. God bless the assault bike. So, so you you two affiliates, and you're and you're happy to pay the affiliate fee, and and you kind of have the Craig Howard stance that I heard him say about a year ago. Hey, just don't mess it up, HQ. I love him. I met him when uh, what I was doing Grid the first year, and we I was on the Brawlers, and we went out there. He's great. You're a Grid athlete, also. What? And how many kids did you have when you were a Grid athlete? I had one. My goodness. Do you guys have, do you do vacations? Is your life compartmentalized at all? Um, We, my kids aren't watching, right? Yeah. We are taking them skiing and snowboarding for the Holy. first time. Oh my God. What is your, are you guys selling a car to pay for that? <laughs> Four yes. kids skiing is nuts. Two kids are going to be skiing and two are going to be staying with my mother who's coming along with us to play in the snow. I hope there's snow. Yeah. And then the next day we'll all be snow tubing. Wow. That's awesome. That's That's that. That's, I, I'm so impressed. I, I can't talk now. <laughs> I mean, your dear friends call you while the podcast is going. 
Uh, did he say 27? He did. He's 27. I know. That's ridiculous. Uh, any more kids? No. Are you sure? Yes. My husband can no longer have children. Oh, wow. Was that a demand? Did you put that demand on him? No. <laughs> what? Go ahead, Caleb. I was going to say, does it change the viscosity of the load? Wow. Thank you, Caleb. I think that if anybody should know. Well, well, we'll have to ask Jacob. Jacob, in the comments, please. Uh, so, 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 no more kids. Did you mean to have um, the the last three? <laughs> um, number four was a surprise. Wow. Did you cry? Probably. Yeah. I have it. So I have the. I am phobic of needles. I am scared of needles. I cry like a baby. Sometimes I pass out. It's called vasovagal syncope, and it sounds so stupid because it is so stupid. But I will pass out. I'll wake up. I won't know where I am. Um, throw up everywhere, and I really panicked. So I ended up with four C sections because my first son was so big, um, and it ended up being an emergency that we just went C section for the rest of the time. It wasn't really my choice, but. I really panicked on the last one because I didn't know because of COVID I would be back in the back getting an IV by myself. And I just absolutely like, just, I panicked. The nurses were coming in like, what do you take for anxiety? And I was like, I don't have anxiety. (laughs) Bring an assault bike in here. (laughs) That's what I take. No tattoos. I do have a tattoo. Holy shit. Here we go. Good question, Mark. Okay, explain this. Were you just vomiting on the guy while he's tattooing you? No, it's like, um. so I don't think needles hurt. I just like, my body has this reaction. If you stick a needle into my vein, I don't know. I just but, panic. It's like a fight or flight thing. I My heart like goes to like nothing. Like it doesn't beat. My, my drawing on you is fine. Yeah. yeah. It was like in my mind, It was. it's totally mental. Are, are you doing the open this year? I am. Yeah, and and um, do you think there's a chance you'll compete in the Masters? I wish. I I mean, I am very unrealistic with myself, so I will have that expectation. And what would you have to do to make you think that you were going to work out consistently? Yeah, and and you said you signed up for the Mayhem programming for your affiliate. Yeah. Are you doing it yourself also? Yeah. Oh, so so there's something going on there. Do you tell yourself that you're not doing it to take the pressure off of yourself? No, you know what? I would rather make it to semis than do masters. Like I, and even if like, I would like, I would rather that be my goal. I Man, you, you, I will say this. You are consistent. Okay. <laughs> you are, you are consistent. You, um, they weren't training you hard enough at at, the, at your uh, at your uh, collegiate track program, and one gym wasn't enough for you, and one kid wasn't enough for you, and are, are you one husband? You have one husband. One husband. One husband. Um. Wow. Well, I'd love to check back in in a year and find out uh, how, how this has gone. I'm very curious how the two gym thing is going to go for you. I, I have no doubt you're going to kill it. You are a um, – man, you're, su- you're such an overachiever. Is there anything that I didn't – that you wanted to express while you were on here? Um, that, I, that maybe I left out, that you left out? I'll blame you, that you left out. 
I don't, I don't think so. Uh, we do have a really cool athlete that I think that you would get a kick out of. Tell me. We have um, a woman named Marcy who is almost 74 years old and she came to us to learn how to climb a rope um, because she wanted to do like a Spartan type of race. And yeah. she's never left since. And she just got back from competing at Worlds for Olympic lifting. How old is she? How old is she when she came? In her um, mid sixties, late sixties, something like that. Did she ever learn to climb the rope? She did. She did, and she like does it every year on her birthday, just to like be like, I still got it. Does that give you panic attack? No. 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 Seventy-four year old lady at the top of a fifteen foot rope. Crazy. Well, thank you for coming on. Tell Jacob thank you. Please stay in touch. You're one. Yeah, you're a wonderful human being. Thank you. Yeah. Keep up the good fight. Keep spreading the message, personal accountability. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Send me any suggestions for guests you think I should have on besides Marcy. Will you send me? Is Marcy on Instagram? Marcy is on Instagram. Yeah. Will you send me her um, Instagram account? I will. All righty. Very nice to meet you. All right. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Text him anytime. I don't always say it. I don't always say it. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I could have talked to another hour, but I have to get ready for a 9 a.m. podcast. Back to back. You think that the podcast should go longer? Mm, I think the way that it works out sometimes is best. Yeah, she is a badass. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's the thing too, right? My friend uh, Travis Bajan told me that. He said there's only – there's um, uh, a vacation that goes too long ends up being a bad vacation. The only good vacation is a vacation that's too short. So that way you want to you, you, you wanna come back to it. There's no such thing as the perfect vacation. I thought There's some people I think we talked to for two and a half – two to two and a half hours. And I think it's perfect too though. Right. Like yesterday's could have been longer. Mm-hmm. First female affiliate owner? She's the first female to ever own an affiliate? No, I think it's the first one we've had. Oh, fuck. We Did fucked we? up our record of only doing yeah, dudes. Not. Hey, she owns two affiliates. We should get double credit for that. Diversity. <laughs> Man. She she Every story is she's an overachiever. Yeah, she's her like an about, all-American track athlete. I should have asked her more and about all being a cop. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, a, and a cop. I'm sure she's got some wild stories, too. Maybe we should have Jacob on to hear the wild stories. I can't believe you asked her about the viscosity of the load. It's brave. Very I brave. I really just it threw was, it out there. Just, just dove right in. I'm glad it was you and not me. I immediately regretted it. So, sorry. <laughs> also, sorry. That makes Jacob. me so happy. That <laughs> makes me so happy that you immediately regretted it. Uh, uh, Sevon finally listened to the DEI council and got her on. Yes, I did not want to have her on. I was forced to. Uh, Paper Street. Gabe told me that if I did not um, have a female affiliate owner on, he was going to drop a sponsorship. Um, she then planted the seed for me to go to the games. I don't know who you're talking about, but okay. Uh, Tomorrow or Christmas, I don't know. One of these days, we are going to give away a free L1 based on people who have signed up with California Hormones. So 
you can go over there, use the code Sevon, and sign up for a doctor's consultation. If you live near them in the California area, you can get your blood work done for free. If not, use your insurance to get your blood work done and then send it over to them and get the free doctor's consultation. Use the code word Sevon. Regardless, um, if you, if um, we will be doing a – I don't know if I used the word regardless right there. But we will be doing a free giveaway for a level one. I, I, I mean, I guess we're going to do it on Christmas morning. Are you around Christmas morning? Probably. Not. What happens with your equity program on Christmas? Nothing? <laughs> we, all gather, we all gather together. And under the, the, the makeshift tree that we've created, all of stretchers. Yeah. And oh. we sing Kumbaya, and then we go to work. <laughs> do you have a fake tree made of uh, stretchers? Yeah, I, put, I made it myself. We literally hey. took like stretchers and then we uh, tied them all together and then we strung lights around it and then found some star. How did you get the lights? Um, Somebody just had them like they were mailed or we can get mail. So somebody had them from previous rotation. We just like use them. Uh, Oh, that's cool. They leave that kind of shit from previous rotations, Christmas lights. Uh, You're a better cop if you do CrossFit for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, Caleb, put me on the spot. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, did we miss? She tackled a gangbanger with a gun. Well, fuck, we fucked that story up. Oh, we really missed some good stories. Um, I like how he he writes in here like it's tweets, (laughs) just like just she tackled a gangbanger with a gun. Then let's uh, the second tweet, I ran him down and tackled him. Wrestled gun away. Can you imagine? Like you're like, oh, I'm gonna outrun this cop. And you're like, no, actually, that's a Division One All SEC All American 800 meter track athlete. You're fucked. Yeah, wouldn't it have been a brilliant question if I would have said, did you ever have to use your track skills as a cop? God, I that would have been a good question. Man. Damn. Uh, Philip Kelly Sevon, can you do a call-in show where we discuss Greg, Dave, and CrossFit Games and the Monster sponsorship? No. I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah. It's so, it's so, I feel like it's so 2021. I did see a very interesting video that I'm going to talk about with Brian about, um, that Dave posted recently. Very interesting post on his, uh, the Dave Castro YouTube channel. He was talking about going to, uh, where did he go? He went to meet uh, General Donahue at Fort Bragg. Oh, boy. Of the 18th Airborne. I won't get you in trouble. <laughs> I'll be good. It was, a good. it was a good visit. The guy's a three-star general. Um, I get and, myself in trouble. And, and he's a good guy, and he's brought CrossFit to uh, the third, I, third ID. Is that, is that something? What, why did they oh, – we'll get third into all – Infantry the, Division. Oh, okay. Thank you. At Fort Stewart. And so it looks like they're going to be doing a one-day class there. CrossFit is – um, but not just one one day class, but a shitload of them, and start introducing shitloads of soldiers to the CrossFit methodology, which is everyone should be happy about that. That's like the first time I've heard the military spending their money wisely. If there's anything to experiment on the military, it should be fitness, <laughs> not anthrax or COVID vaccines. Right. Wow. You heard it here first from the equity program. I'm surprised someone just didn't kick down that door and just grab you out. <laughs> Hey, it's, well, it's, the COVID vaccine is no longer mandated to the military. So that's it's not. Cool. Yeah, they just cut that out like a week ago or something. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. 
I survived. The the interesting part about this story is that so, and we'll pull up some pictures in the next show. But the interesting part about this story, and I'm sure I'm just going to repeat myself in the beginning of the next show because I want to share this with Brian, is it looked like Dave was going to do the contract without CrossFit when he was fired, that he was somehow going to – the implications from the video is that he was going to figure out a way to do the training and get this contract straight to the Dave Castro to train these people. And it probably is a massive, massive contract. Um, and instead, when he got hired back, he gave the – contract to crossfit inc now I'm, I'm speculating a little bit but that if you watch the video i think it's a safe speculation which makes me think that either maybe he was brought back for that contact or don has to be really happy that they did bring him back because he's already you know earned his keep which is pretty cool but there's some pictures that will show you a picture of dave being deployed with general donahue uh i, I guess dave was over there with delta force in 2005 even though dave was a seal team six guy that sounds like he did a program with Delta Force and uh, Donahue was part of the Delta Force. And there's a picture um, that we found. So we'll show you that. Anyway, it's just an interesting story. The show is uh, all things CrossFit. So, okay, I'm going to go uh, stir up another cup of coffee, drop a deuce. Um, I don't think it was with street parking. I think Dave was just going to do his own thing with the uh, U.S. military. So... But, but now it's CrossFit, which makes me very happy, which should make all the affiliates very happy. You you introduce uh, CrossFit to 10,000 sh- soldiers, and what you get is a shitload of affiliates opening and a shitload of guys going into affiliates when they're home from deployment. And you get a shitload of their wives doing it and their families doing it. And it, it, what's really important here is that this is CrossFit talking to the base again. And th- like I'm telling you, if CrossFit loses its way with the U.S. military and first responders, it's toast. It's like taking out the foundation of the building. Got to have it. Okay, uh, Caleb, will you be here in fifteen or in eleven minutes? No, in uh, fourteen minutes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Caleb and I will be back with Brian Friend in uh, fourteen minutes. Thanks, guys. Not on this channel. We'll uh, there'll be a new link. See you guys soon. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you, Jessica Valenzuela. I want you guys all to know Jesus came to me in my sleep last night and said he won't be saving me anytime soon. But hang tight. I know a lot of you were curious. <laughs>